This episode is brought to you by Podcast Assist, offering voiceovers, audio editing and mastering, transcriptions and show notes, episode summaries, and even hosting a podcast on a topic important to you. Visit Facebook.com slash Podcast Assist for more info on their flat $30 per hour rate. Subscribe with iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. And if you enjoy what you hear, like us on Facebook. Also, consider throwing a little cash our way by visiting patreon.com slash koreafm. And find more of our great content on our home on the web, koreafm.net. The recent announcement by South Korea's leading company in the domestic sanitary pad market that it would increase the price of its products by up to 20% has resulted in a social media backlash against the company and the highlighting of stories from low-income teenagers who, already unable to afford sanitary pads and other products, have even had to miss school when having their period. Korea BizWire recently covered the story, and I spoke with one of their writers to get more background on the issue. My name is Joseph Shin. I'm, I'm a journalist for Korea BizWire. The most popular story is that this one story in particular in which this young student would use shoe insole as a substitute to a sanitary pad. And which is quite terrible, or some would use rolled up toilet paper. And this one student just couldn't go to school and just had to stay lied down on top of a towel because she couldn't afford to buy sanitary pads, which are some of the most basic items for women. And I'd like to point to a couple of factors that kind of pushed this issue to attract such widespread publicity. Uh, first is these online communities in Korea in particular, I think, are more energetic and maybe sometimes a little aggressive, but overall very dynamic. And uh, as soon as such issue strikes an online community, it gets picked up very fast and it goes viral almost instantaneously. So this is where it all started. And the next thing is the issue of inequality and the imbalance of wealth and um, the issue of welfare, which has long been a prominent subject for debates in Korea not only between politicians, but between social classes, between you know, various organizations, between friends and families even. So this underlying public perception of welfare and widening gap between the rich and poor has, I think, played its part in creating this current you know, controversy. And there has been somewhat a consensus among Korean women that sanitary pads are too costly and a little too burdensome for ordinary citizens to afford. In fact, uh, from 2010 to 2016, sanitary pad price has increased by over 25%, which is quite noticeable considering the fact that consumer price index has only increased by 10% in the same period. And Yuhan uh, Kimberly, which is the company concerned, uh, did retract its initial statement to increase its product prices by up to 20%. Instead, they, they increased only one of its products by, only, uh, by about 7.5%, but kept the prices for other products the same in response to the rising controversy. In addition to increasing sanitary pad prices that affect all women in South Korea, Korea Biz writer Joseph Shin says there are other factors also at play, including being part of a low-income family. The estimate number of these female students from low-income families are about 100,000. But as mentioned in our article, about 60,000 of these students can't afford to buy sanitary pads. But this is just an estimate, and it's likely that this number is much greater because this issue is a hard topic for young Koreans to talk about. And um, I think it is so because of the conservative and the past Confucian uh, cultural influence that kind of lingers within the Korean society, which makes the subjects related to sex a little difficult and sometimes embarrassing or you know, awkward things to openly talk about. You know, and these subliminal subconscious ideas sort of discourage these young students to come forward and speak out and ask for help. 
we're actually uh, working on a follow-up article today. Um, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's highly unlikely that major manufacturers of these sanitary pads will reduce the current prices. You know, not just Yuhan Kimberly, but also, you know, other big-name manufacturers like LG Unicharm, PNG Korea. You know, they did say they'll consider various donation policies, but when it comes to, you know, lowering their price, they said that it could result in poor product quality, which most likely means that they aren't considering the option. And with price decreases not looking very likely, finding a solution for the thousands of young Korean women who can't afford to buy sanitary pads isn't easy. But I spoke with a woman who says a product being used in developing areas in Africa should also be considered for wealthy nations like South Korea. My name is Camilla Rosin. I am Swedish, but I work in Africa, in Kenya specifically. And I am the founder of the CUP Foundation. And what the CUP Foundation wants to do, on top of just helping adolescent girls, is that we want to spread awareness in the world about the menstrual cup as a sanitary solution during menstruation. Due to poverty, people just can't afford to buy sanitary uh, solutions, and especially young girls. And this causes huge problems because it's, you can't just pick up any cloth because they perhaps don't even have any cloth around them. So people around the, the globe are using leaves. They're sitting in the sand. They're bleeding. They uh, use tissue. They use mud. They even use dried cow dung in some places. And these causes infections. And now, actually, there's a recent uh, study in uh, Kenya that more than 10% are actually having sex for pads because they just can't find any solution. So the cup is a solution that is healthy and it's long-term sustainable. I mean, you can reuse it for up to 10 years. So my idea was let's give this to these girls as soon as possible so they have it when they start their period and then they can, until they're like 20 or 25, they, can, uh, they, ha they are safe. They don't have a problem. And you can swim with it. You can sleep with it. You can, the leakage is hardly, hardly possible. And we want to reach out in Asia because we think all women should know. And I believe it. it I mean, I'm using it myself, so I know how, how much it's changed my life. I'm Chance Dorland for KoreaFM.net. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Assist, offering voiceovers, audio editing and mastering, transcriptions and show notes, episode summaries, and even hosting a podcast on a topic important to you. Visit Facebook.com slash Podcast Assist for more info on their flat $30 per hour rate. Talk radio, music, and podcasts from the Korean Peninsula. KoreaFM.net.